0: Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May first, twenty twenty four, at eleven thirty Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life changing direct services provided to more than forty thousand children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there.
1: Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, microbatch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com follow on instagram facebook and youtube at old raleigh distillery for exclusive updates and behind the scenes content old raleigh distillery where every sip tells a story
0: what's the saying you don't know how you, you don't know what you have until it's gone this is that
1: everybody's going to do the same old story about ashley turning you know Paul turning 15 mm-hmm. we're not going to do that You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. RMO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. Fifteen years ago this month, Ashley Christensen launched her beard-winning career in downtown Raleigh, laying the foundation for our foodie city. In the December issue, Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam looked into how she launched and recast Raleigh's culinary landscape, spawning a cast of Epicurean greats. Melissa's with me today to talk about Ashley and some other significant foodie scoops we have. Melissa, thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me, as always. I'm super excited to dig into this content.
1: Yes, it's one of your favorite things as part of this conversation. But seriously, I don't really know anyone that doesn't like one of Ashley's, or AC as we'll call her today, because, you know, we're personal, right? That's right. We're, eight, we're friends of AC's restaurants. I'm a Beasley's girl myself.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I like pools,
1: but I'm a Beasley's. What's
0: not to love? I love Beasley's probably the most, too. But yeah, I mean, they're all good, and... If you haven't been to BB's yet, her leap into fast <sighs> casual is just, I don't know. It's a whole new level of culinary greatness. It's like more accessible to everybody. You just walk in, you know.
1: There's really an interesting story. When I launched Raleigh Magazine, I spent some time talking to restaurants and chefs about advertising, but also about what we had planned. And I remember sitting with Max from NCF&B podcast. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a the podcast then. He was the GM at Midtown Grill. And in describing what the the magazine was going to be, I said, "We're going to write about food and beverage, but we're not going to write about Ashley." <laughs> and he goes, "What do you mean not write about?" It? I said, well, "She doesn't need it." I said, "She doesn't right. need us." I said, "There are so many chefs out there because she sort of had made it even back then, and that was long before the Beard Award." Right. But she she did she, and and one of the things I think we can credit her with I wasn't being negative, but she she really brought a bright spotlight on Raleigh's food scene. And by that, even the people that you'll talk about who she spawned off mm-hmm. from her kitchen, but she also, because of her, some people came to our city or opened restaurants because of her and it became a tight knit.
0: Yeah. I feel like, you know, Ashley or AC is responsible for putting Raleigh on the foodie map. I mean, so pools is turning 15. That's sort of the the hook here. And you think about the leaps and bounds that the raleigh culinary scene has made in that 15 years and you really can't deny that pools is an impetus for that it opens on this otherwise sleepy part of downtown um like a strip that just didn't have a whole lot going on and now you know there's so much there and beyond that like just think back to before pools like the idea of this kind of elevated scratch southern cooking and like the chalkboard and the craft cocktails Maybe it seems so not standard in a bad way, but maybe it seems more accessible to us now. We see it in obviously more restaurants, but that's really something she brought to us. That it was, was ahead of its time. Yeah, way ahead of its time.
1: And I like to say, I mean, obviously she does a lot on her menu, but she took some of the classic dishes that people love and comfort food.
0: Mm-hmm. Like our cover
1: star? Yes. <laughs> so... um December first, when this may, you know shortly after this podcast drops, we will drop our December issue. And on the cover of it is crackaroni. That's what I like to call crackaroni or we like to call, yes. Um, we went back and forth about this a lot because it's obviously the dish is famous already, and it's the crack. yes. <laughs> and it's super popular and the recipe is in her cookbook and it's everywhere. And if people if you love macaroni and cheese, which, Guess what? I don't. I don't eat macaroni and cheese.
0: It's funny. We've talked about this before. I don't know about on the podcast, but you know, as a team and in our in our magazine, um, I think a year ago Best Dishes we talked about this, but people will go to great lengths to get that recipe or mm-hmm. try to get that recipe or mock that mock or mimic that recipe. I just buy the family. cookbook, folks. It's yeah. in the cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she has a cookbook if you didn't know. So, um, but yeah, I mean that 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 dish too just kind of shows her star power the fact that something is is i don't want to use the word generic cuz that's not it's what i mean sim- but it's, it's a simple, a simple and common classic dish right. that working
1: moms make out right. of a box that is a simple dish at its core
0: she elevated it uh. in a way that just made it You know, something people drool over and want to know how to replicate. Yeah, I don't
1: want my kids to ever eat it and then they'll realize the Chef Boyardee or whatever it is I make is. That's what my mom said last year because you know how they
0: do the, um, you can order the sides for Thanksgiving (laughs) or whatever. So I wanted my mom to order Ashley's mac and cheese for our family. (laughs) And she was like, no, because then I'll never be able to make mine again.
1: Yes, exactly. The how insulting. I, I can't believe you said that I know. No, I, No, I just didn't
0: want her to have to cook for so uh, many people. Yeah, yeah. No, nice no, save. It was meant to be nice. Nice save.
1: <laughs> so we did. We um, went back and forth of this a lot. Um, we don't generally do two food covers back to back. But true. again, you make a rule so you can break it. And so we broke it. Um, but it is her dish. And we talked about the foundation of a foodie city. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the future looks like. And if you stick around and listen to the end, we've got some juicy gossip. That's
0: true. I also have scene. to give you and Liz props on the cover. This is definitely my favorite cover of all time. And I know we joke like, oh, every issue is our favorite issue. Every cover's our favorite cover. This is absolutely my favorite cover. And in the same way that Ashley takes mac and cheese and elevates it, I feel like the cover does that too. I think that that could have been... An overly simplified cover, but instead it's very elevated. So I can't wait for everybody to see it.
1: Well, and Ashley's obviously going to do quite a bit of celebrating. Yes. Over the next 60 days and has already started. Liz, our designer, was at an event last week. And there's more planned.
0: Um, she's bringing in people, partnering with people um, from around the country and bringing them in. So that is actually like one of the fun spoilers, I guess we have or gossip that we have is that, so on the one hand, like they're celebrating with a team, with their team, they're spending an the evening cooking a special dinner to benefit shepherd's table soup kitchen, which is so Ashley, right? Like one of the things we talk about in the story, if you pick up the issue is how she's really lifted up the the community, both in terms of her peers Um, bringing other people up, but obviously in stuff like this as well. And so it's so fitting that they're doing a a dinner to benefit someone else as part of their celebration. But beyond that, this is not like, oh, we made it, we're done. Like Ashley has big plans Mm -hmm. for Raleigh. um, And some of that includes these monthly curated events that she will be having that her and Kate, her wife, um, and who's also part of the hospitality group, will be hosting. They're bringing some amazing hospitality leaders from around the country. Um, and it's so actually so it was like straight from her own bucket list so that's really exciting, and she said, "We're quote we are thrilled to share these folks and experiences with our city, but also to share the awesomeness of Raleigh with our visitors, which is so important."
1: So follow our Instagram; we'll tell you, or obviously follow her. Um, she's announcing these chefs and these dinners, and they sell out very fast. And mm-hmm. you want you want to go to at least one. You want to say you were there to celebrate 15 years with her. You know, I think it's it's funny. I was talking; she has a a PR person who's out of. New Orleans, Remy, mm-hmm. who we like. And I was talking to Remy about this fifteenth anniversary and I said, you know, we just don't do stories that everyone else does. Right. Everybody's gonna do the same old story about Ashley turning, you know, pools turning fifteen. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna do that. And so we started batting some ideas around. I said, she doesn't need us. And I mean, we're local. And she goes, Wait, stop. And I think that's one of the things you and I talked about a lot is that, especially over the last couple of months, it's, it, you know, we often think the Scott Crawfords and the Ashleys and even the Cheaties don't care. I mean, they don't need us. They've got food and wine. They've got right. beard. They've got this. And And I certainly think the more mature they get in their career and they've had all of that. At least, what we're hearing, especially from Scott, is that this is home. Mm-hmm. This community matters to us more than any more than anything else.
0: Right? These are the people we serve. They're the people we nurture. It's you know, it's important to them that that Raleigh sees them and that they know how Raleigh feels and you know, that they're celebrating the city that they're in and vice versa.
1: But I but I do think what we were talking about, this cast of spawning Epicureans, not my words, you know that <laughs> if you know me, that's Melissa, Um, that there are a, a lot of people that have come out of her kitchen and off her staff. I mean, you were mentioning somebody to me that you worked with eons ago yes. at Mellow Mushroom, who's On this list is a head chef somewhere.
0: So yeah, Riley Eckersley and I worked together um, many moons ago at Mellow Mushroom, and I used to moonlight there. And um, he's chef
1: de cuisine in Portland.
0: Yeah, so they moved to Portland. Um, I, you know, I guess when he left Mellow Mushroom, he obviously worked with Ashley at Pools, but we kind of lost touch, and then his his. he in a relationship with a girl who was my roommate. So we knew each other very well. And anyway, he left. They left. Their family moved to Portland. And he was a different restaurant. And now he's the chef de cuisine at Cointrell, which is like a really illustrious restaurant in Portland. Just the and name so, makes it sound illustrious. I know. It's like, ooh, it's so bougie. So it's so funny. Like, this is such a great example of somebody who obviously is very gifted, but he's working in the pizza kitchen at Mellow Mushroom. And, and now look at where he is, yeah. you know, and went through— Uh, pools, you know, we call it her pool of talent. Her pool of talent, and so another one is uh really big on the local scene is Matt
1: Fern. Oh, right. So Matt is the chef and owner at Ish, the delicatessen. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that was a place that was highly anticipated. People could not wait for that to open. You know, the other one, Sonny Gerhardt.
0: Yeah, so this really comes full circle, right? So Ashley actually has, not only is she Raleigh's first Beard Chef, award-winning, like not just nominated, award-winning, she's the only one still in Raleigh. Obviously, this year we had a Durham. And she has two. So she won 2014 Best Chef Southeast and then 2019 Outstanding Chef. But Sonny, this year, was nominated... Um, or semi-finalists, excuse me, for Best Chef Southeast. So yes. you really see that. you know, And he
1: started with her.
0: Right. You see that like trickle down. And it's that, just incredible.
1: And the food is good. The restaurant is beautiful. The cocktails are great. We say this a lot. Sonny's just a good human. I mean, COVID showed he kept his kitchen open. He kept, even when the... Even when he couldn't serve the public, he kept his kitchen open and fed his employees and other food service employees. He never stopped. The community loves him. Yeah, It's a great spot. Yeah. It's St. Rock, fine oysters.
0: You said that before. You said, I mean, not that it's repetitive, but I mean, like when we did the best restaurants, you said, we can't vote for them because they're good people. But if we could, right. Sunny would be... At the top of that list. Yeah, so. it's nice
1: when they're they're top of their list for talent, but they're also the top of the list because they're just good yeah, humans. It
0: really struck me when you said that. Yes. And so then we also have Mark Russell, who just well, ah. long leaf fine, You know, they open. just opened. Yeah, if you and haven't so,
1: been, go. Barbecue is amazing. It's on Edenton time. Street.
0: Yeah, it's a long time coming. He's pitmaster and co-owner, so he's also come through Ashley's restaurants and
1: and and I I know. I can't say I've eaten his food. Um, I know James Johnson, chef at Full Steam at Box Yard, mm-hmm. met him, um, had plenty of their beers, but I have not eaten their food, but I hear it's amazing.
0: Yeah. And then she actually has an events arm now. So John Upsall came out of that um, and he is a chef owner of his own uh, spread catering and events company now. So it's just, it's incredible to see like this level of success.
1: Right. We're, we're not talking about they just went on to be servers or, right. you know, sous chefs somewhere else. I mean, they're running their own places. And Ashley Noonan, if you've been by the the cool little spot on North Street Beer Station, Ashley came out of there.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that's really important to, to mention, and we've talked about it before when we did our anniversary podcast, but, you know, it's, not a lot of restaurants even make it to one year. So according to the Restaurant Association, roughly 60% of restaurants fail in their first year alone, and then 80% fail within five years. So for Ashley to have made it to 15 and created an empire in the meantime, and you know, there's there's inklings that maybe she's gonna extend past the walls of of Raleigh, you know, with BBs or other concepts. I well, mean she
1: already has. Yeah, yeah, well,
0: yeah, she already has. Um, but for that to keep going, I guess I mean. And and then she's so humble about it, you know, like you mentioned at the top of, of not being too big for Raleigh Magazine, mm-hmm. not being too big for local coverage. like That still mattered very much to her. And then she she told me when I asked her, you know, what the 15 years meant to her or, you know, what it symbolized. She said, this is thanks to 15 years of amazing contributors and an incredible community of supporters who've grown with us. And so, you know, I just think that's such a um, a, you know, a humble outlook of like she didn't She's not standing on an island, like, patting herself on the back. Mm -hmm. You know, she knows that all these people that she helped lift up also lifted them up and got them to where
1: they are. Well, and to remind you quickly, so she owns pools. She has Mm -hmm. Beasley's. Poolside pie. Mm -hmm. Poolside pies. uh, Death and taxes. And the fast casual BBs. And then... I don't think it's reopened, but we've heard rumors that there's some grand plans for the
0: Fox's Liquor Bar. Fox's yeah, Liquor Bar, which so.
1: I loved that spot and miss. Um, yeah, underground- if you don't
0: know it, it, was like underground. They were really famous when they first opened. Well, first of all, it was Ashley. So it was like Ashley opened a cocktail bar. That's just news all by itself. But uh, remember the ice. Was like all the rage. Oh, they yeah. made this special like first, round balls of ice. Which and nobody had. Yeah.
1: It was the first person to do that. In the right. Market.
0: It was just like art. And so you go down those stairs and you're underground, which also was. And now we have a couple of underground bars. But again, this was, yeah. you know, oh, it was other than foundation, you know. So um, anyway, she's just really been like a pioneer in not just locally even, but in the culinary world. So we're lucky to have her and Absolutely. congratulate her.
1: Congratulations. And as I understand it, Pools now takes reservations. And so they they, they didn't before. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm 99% sure. So now you don't
0: have any excuse not to go. I know because if you've ever stood on the sidewalk and not made it into the first feeding time...
1: It Feeding is really, time. really hurtful. I grew up on a farm. Feeding time is <laughs> not something I That's want to describe when I do... do
0: like we would line up. I lined up down there with two of my best friends, and we we're like, literally, they, they filled the entire restaurant. They opened the door, they filled the entire restaurant, and we were the next table, but okay. didn't make it. So
1: I have a question. Jumping to another <laughs> horse. I'm not sure what I am... Obviously, I would stand in line at poles. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But... <laughs> I'm not sure what I would like, what I'm willing to stand in line for anymore. So I think it's
0: interesting that like, so I, to be fair, did not remember hearing that pools out of reservations. That's very exciting for me. I actually just like, no offense to pools, but literally my family wanted to go there and I was like, we, I, that's going to be impossible mm-hmm. because we couldn't Such make a reservation. Group. So good to know. Uh, you learn something new every day. But Stanberry is another one for me that I repeatedly like, it'll come up. For us to go, and I mean, I, I know that they're doing well, and they they love their model, but it's a deterrent, I think, when there's not a reservation. If you're especially with certain kinds of groups right. that aren't as patient or willing to like go have a drink next door, you know.
1: Before COVID, I wouldn't. I, we never made reservations to go anywhere. It was like, you know, what if we got lucky? It was meant to be, right? Yeah. I just was not a re- I was not. I'm not a planner. <laughs> in that respect, <laughs> That's an understatement. Um, Uh, We're not going there. Um, I plan great parties. You do. But I don't plan where I'm eating dinner tomorrow night. Um, In terms of making reservations, until COVID came along, I never made reservations. And coming out of COVID now, it's like, I'm not going anywhere without a reservation. Can you
0: tell this story about how you went to... I'm not making fun of them. I'm sorry, but how you went to Killjoy coming out of the pandemic, and it was empty, and they were like... Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> and it's a it's a cocktail bar, if you're not familiar, and they also have zero proof.
1: Okay, yeah. And I love G, and I love Josh, and Killjoy is one of my favorite places, and I think it's lovely. And if you have not been, you need to go. But coming out of COVID, I thought, well, I'll have a drink on Sunday afternoon, my favorite thing to do. And I walk up, and she goes, do you have a reservation? I'm like, no, I don't have a reservation. The place is empty. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you need a reservation. And I was like, no, I don't. I said, I'll call G. Do you mean to call G? <laughs> I felt like I was reporting. But I was like, and yeah. I understood that that's how they planned. And they took reservations so they could control Crowd flow right. and all of that.
0: But to put it in perspective, also like nobody was people are just starting to go out. Right. So like turning people away for, for an empty right. bar too. They don't do I mean, those layers. They there. don't do that like, anymore. Right. And
1: it was it was meant to be humorous. And of course oh, I absolutely. guess I was yeah. being a little bit of a diva, I guess, but I was like, it's an empty place. Tell me you don't I it. think
0: it's just also the reason why I wanted you to tell that is because it's very telling on how the culture changed during mm-hmm. COVID for it reservations did. in Raleigh and when people want to go, like, I think I've said this before, but we wanted to go to trophy on a Friday night, two of us. Um, and it was an hour and a half wait. And like, I wouldn't have thought to make reservations at trophy pizza. I don't even know if you can, to be you honest, can. you can, you you can. can. Well, now I know. Okay. But I'll so I will,
1: you, <laughs> but I'm a bar eater. I like to sit. At, I mean, I would rather sit at the bar anyway than sit at a table in the corner. And so they're, they don't, those seats are open, just future knowledge.
0: That's true, because we, uh, my family's here for Thanksgiving, and we walked in Brubiv on a Sunday night. Um, they didn't, I did look for reservations, didn't have any. There's, like, six of us. And I was like, I think if we walk in, it's a Sunday night. Um, and they did. They it, it took a little bit, not as long as they said it would, but they did welcome us to sit at the bar. Mm-hmm. Had it not been six people, that would have been easy. Yeah. But there weren't six yeah. seats at the bar. I was actually surprised how busy they were on a Sunday night. <laughs>
1: local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, You can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's M-I-X.com. So we have some other really big news in this December issue, which we're not going to tell you all the details of because we actually want you to pick up the magazine because there's lots in there. However... Scott Crawford is at it again. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happening in Raleigh. We promised you this on a podcast recently. He's at it again and he's opening at Ironworks.
0: Yep. That is so incredible. And we kind of like caught wind of this and had to sit on it and wait for him to announce it, but he promised to imp- announce it with us and he did.
1: He's on fire. Yeah. I mean, something happened to him during COVID. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know if lightning struck. I don't know. But he had Crawford and & Son and he had Jolie. He mm-hmm. then opened
0: Crawford Cookshop
1: Cook in Clayton, which is simple, classic comfort food. He announced he was opening the steakhouse.
0: In Fenton. In mm-hmm. Fenton.
1: And it was supposed to open in 2023. And he made it very clear to me to make it very clear with you that that is not his fault, that it's not opening in 2023. It's it's no one's really but it has to do with construction and right now his building is done and his likeness in all its glory is all down the side but they are going to build a hotel beside it and he doesn't really want a portageon and dump trucks and you know when you pull up to valet to go to dinner there he doesn't want that to be your experience in the view
0: and that delay is where this restaurant is born so scott is also very intentional about the fact that he doesn't want to do more than one a year Mm -hmm. so this is this ironworks concept is one that um had kind of come to pass a couple times um he had passed on or not not wanted to like dive into because he didn't want to do more than one a year once Fenton got pushed.
1: Well, it was interesting because I, I was at the photo shoot for this story with Scott and Sam from mm-hmm. Grub Properties. Mm-hmm. And Sam said, funny enough, Sam said, we had lunch three years ago across the street at Wilson's to talk about this. Yeah. And he and Scott said I walked away a time or two. He goes the timing just didn't feel right. I didn't think I could do it. Um, but folks, this is this is his largest restaurant ever. Yep. It's forty eight hundred square feet. Um, it is floor to ceiling glass on three sides.
0: Mm-hmm. It is
1: going to be stunning. It's an idea that he. Came up with years ago traveling with his wife Jessica to Croatia and Italy.
0: Mm -hmm. This was inspired by their first visit to Croatia, and the name is a nod to that. Burdetto, which is the Croatian spelling, it's B R O D E T O, in case that's not clear, which is also like um, named for a fish stew, I believe, that's like popular in that region. Um, But also the name is sort of a nod and the restaurant is a nod to connecting Croatia to coastal Italy. Right. Um, And that is something that's found in several Adriatic coastal towns. So
1: it's I mean, when he describes it, he lights up. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he has with every restaurant, but he's super excited because this is this space is huge. It's going to have an outdoor patio with like secret garden. It's going to have a live fire hearth. A lot of the food, the the seafood and vegetables will be cooked over live fire. There'll uh-huh. be a raw bar, a uh, crudo bar. And Which then, is huge. The
0: crudo part is really big for him as a crudo counter and then also the bar. So, like, we even named our story not to give too much away crudo on cocktails. Yes. That was sort of a concept where.
1: Well, I asked Sam, I said, so are you guys going after separately a cocktail bar or speakeasy out here? And he goes, I'm pretty sure what Scott's doing is going to set the bar because what he's envisioning is that. The restaurant's part of it. It'll all be one room, but if you want to just go in and have a drink, right? Um, you can go in and have a drink or ha- or move away from your table and have an after-dinner drink. So the bar itself is going to sort of stand alone. Yeah, he
0: said he hoped to incorporate these sort of different dining environments. Yes. And like you're saying, you know, you can come in— the, the crudo and cocktails could be an event all its own, or it could be the start to a whole evening. And I love the way you described it with the hearth and the secret garden and the patio and, like, you're picturing this. And the way he described it was it will have some drama. Oh, and I love gonna,
1: that. I mean, he was talking about the lighting, and he mm-hmm. is working with Lewis Cherry locally for the design of it and mm-hmm. local artists to take some of the steel that was from the original building. Mm-hmm. Um, to create some art that's going to go in the art in the garden and also inside the restaurant.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, there'll be the raw food program or raw dishes program, and then obviously there'll be some seafood. He's also going to have a, a pasta bar with handmade pasta <laughs> or a pasta program, I should say. I don't know if it's a bar, um, and not to mention the bar program. Mm. You know that in and of itself. Um, you know, in terms of what they want to do with coastal flavors, it's going to be. I like eventful. that it's,
1: I, you know. I I love both I love both Jolie and Crawford and Son but they are both small, quiet, elegant. I just have this vision of this place being large and not loud but had this bubbling energy like lively. lively Yeah, with so many things going on. You've got live fire over here with the the fire and you've got the crudo bar and you've got cocktails being mixed. I just kind of envision it being a, a different vibe from his other places.
0: Yeah. And I think the space is, it's really interesting that he, he mentioned this too. Like it just seems like a perfect space for it. And that's what he said. You know, we've, we love this concept and been wanting to do it for a long time and that this is the perfect space to do it. And I think that there's just an energy to Ironworks and what Mm -hmm. it's bringing to the community. And it does seem like this is going to be right. It's going to vibe well with that energy and like they'll feed off each other.
1: And in case you've lived under a rock and you don't know what Raleigh Ironworks is, this is on Atlantic Avenue directly across... Um, from Loading Dock, mm-hmm. with and, uh,
0: Hummingbird Bird and, and uh, Wilson and, and Linwood
1: Brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a red slide. There's an adult slide from the second floor to the first floor um, outside. And so while we we were doing photos, um, Jessica, because I didn't have the nerve to ask him to go down the slide, I was like, I'm not asking him. And she goes, I will. So he went down the slide and there's a great video. That slide moves fast. It looks like a little kid tunnel slide. It moves fast. So he looks so cool coming out of it. Well, you know why? It? It's on
0: our Instagram. You, you know, check yeah, it out. check
1: it out, Raleigh magazine. But he looks Instagram. like it's like
0: I don't know, Tom Cruise and you Top Gun or something. But well, you know
1: why? <laughs> because five minutes before that, we were taking photos of him, and some <gasps> little tiny lady in some silk dress decides to hop in it. It dumps her out. She face planted oh, into the grass This. Uh, Tire was gravel. Okay? I mean, it. we all thought she was going to come up bleeding because she didn't realize it went as fast as it does. Yeah. So I think Scott was going kind of gingerly down. Yeah. He didn't want to face plant in front of all of That's us.
0: So funny. Yeah. But he looks real cool. Coming you're right. Out of he it.
1: does look like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Of yeah.
0: So, and you mentioned Sam a minute ago um, from Grub, you know, dealing with ironworks, you know, this, this goes both ways too. Like it was interesting to hear what Sam had to say about. Sam Crutchfield. Yes. Yeah, sorry. About um, Scott adding a restaurant at ironworks. Um, my favorite thing he said is kind of just going in line with what we were saying that, that to have someone to partner with who is equally excited about our quote redemptive, redemptive vision for this place. And I think that's the thing about ironworks is that it, it really is very different than anything else that we have in Raleigh. And
1: well, they, they took two buildings that are part of our city's history, peed and steel. And instead of tearing them down and taking that his, you know, destroying the history of it they've restored and Mm -hmm. redeemed these buildings if you will and created something that i is going to be so much fun. whether you live there whether you visit to eat um we talked about um ponysaurus is opening there and so many other things um it's going to be a hot spot it is i mean and they have plans for salvage yard just down from it but we know what scott did when scott signed on at fenton It was a, and Fenton was honest with us. It Mm -hmm. was a game changer when Scott said, "I'm going in." So many others followed. Mm -hmm. They were like, "Well, if he think he thinks it's okay, if he's willing to put his name on it, Um, we announced this just yesterday on social media and on our website because there's so many people that are interested in leasing at Ironworks that they wanted to go ahead and give people a sneak peek so that they could figure out it's, it's going to be a mad dash to see who signs. First. Yeah. You
0: know, it makes me think this is silly, but like when you're a kid and your parents are like, well, if, if Scott jumped over the bridge, <laughs> would you? And I feel like, yes. Like, My mom used yes. to say, well, if so-and-so <laughs>
1: jumped off the roof, would you do it? And I'm like, well, it depends on who it was. Oh, it it's is, yeah. Movie. I feel like
0: the answer with Scott is yes,
1: always yes. I'm pretty I'm sure dying. our producer just <laughs> laugh because he's probably said that to his girls before. Um, but there's a lot more interesting news. Quickly, talking about The Mill.
0: Yeah, and what's exciting to me about these things is like they're not years away. I no. feel like sometimes we're announcing things and it's like this is exciting, but you know, wait till twenty twenty four. So, no. you know, Burdetto is going to come up in twenty three, and the mill. I'm excited about this. The producer's going to be excited about this. This is
1: in Melissa's neck of the woods. Yeah,
0: so in our in our you know food and drink desert in northwest Raleigh, um, there used to be a bar called Edwards Mill Bar and Grill that was a, a locally loved bar, and um, it closed. And then once it closed, the group behind it opened another place called Otravez that was there for a hot minute and then closed during COVID. And it's been sitting empty ever since for roughly two years off the top of my head. And it is reopening in December. Yes. Drum roll. And it's going to be called The Mill, which is a nod to the original yes, name. Yes. And it's purposely. coming from
1: some people that we love. It is coming from um, Kevin and Stacy, who are the founders of Urban Food Group that own Coquette and Vivace. Right And you know, this is personal with Kevin. You you know, when you, I first met Kevin years ago when he was opening Coquette and you could tell it was his first restaurant and he was all excited. Now he's like, this is my kind of place. Yeah, He's opening because Edwards Mill Bar and Grill was his dive bar that he liked to go to. He was a regular there. He was a regular and he always envisioned of having it, um, and doing something cool with it. And they are, and it's, I drove by there yesterday the day before. It is close. It's closed. Oh,
0: yeah. I hope so, if it's opening in December. But, you know, the other thing people may or may not know I of or remember it. is that Porter City Tavern was this great spot <sighs> um, back, you know, in the, in the early aughts <laughs> or mid-aughts, I guess, on Hillsborough Street. And it closed in 2013. But it brought something to Hillsborough Street that really didn't exist it was so at good. the time and really hasn't been resurrected since, nah. honestly. So— a lot of cool things are happening here, like Kevin got to realize that dream of being the regular that just kind of thought, I want to own this someday, and now he does. Um, and on top of that, Porter's closing, there was something that the community really missed about that, that he's going to be able to implement pieces of into the mill.
1: I love that he calls it sort of a steakhouse fair and a dive bar. Right. Mix. So I love
0: that. He said, and actually, so Matt uh, wrote the story for us, Matt Lardy, and um, he's one of our food writers. Um, or he's a food writer who also writes for us. But he said, and I have to give him credit for this. It's as though the dive bar went out and bought a little black dress. <laughs> Same attitude, new look. And I like wish I had written that line. So I have to give That's him a, a shout line out.
1: That we, we have to put that on something.
0: Yeah. I mean, it needs to be like blown up on something, but, or they need to like blow oh, it up need and put to it on the wall. That. Yeah. So, cause what, you know, kevin was talking to matt about is like it's the fact that at everett's mill bar and grill people just blew through the restaurant and the sticky Straight carpet to the bar. and the gross you know kind of like outdated aspect of it um and like the food wasn't phenomenal or anything and it's just reality but they loved the bar and so it was like a neighborhood dive mm-hmm. and so he said like the place had to be gutted Um uh, mm-hmm. he wanted to kind of keep that divey vibe that people love so much But in order to also make it a restaurant that was viable, that people really wanted to go to, um, they really had to gut it. They brought in, like, a designer, um, Amy Price. She's part of the team that did or did Atlanta's Starling Studio and also Bar Marcel in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she was charged with not changing the footprint of the restaurant too much, but updating it in a way that people would want to be there. So, like— booths and banquets and a true steakhouse style which we just had that steakhouse podcast so this is dark kind of and
1: sultry yeah dark and sultry is how they describe it
0: yeah and this is my favorite part because one of the things i did like about edwards mill and girl did go there um quite a bit and even actually when i lived in village district we used to go over there because it was a great spot to go before concerts and stuff at pnc basketball games whatever so um we liked the patio, even for what it was then. Mm-hmm. And I've missed it being there. Um, but now that I think what they're gonna do with it is really cool. It's gonna be like a garage door that will open onto the revamped patio. And um
1: gives you a little protection when the weather's not great. And yeah. You can still feel like you're there.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to say since you mentioned the dark and sultry and we mentioned the little black dress, um, Kevin had the bar painted black. <laughs> I
1: can't He's, wait to see you it. know, if you think about it, Vivace and Coquette probably are more Stacy's look. Right. They like, like his wife. The, yeah, I'm this, pretty sure it, yeah. this is Kevin Kevin's finally like, okay, yeah. we've done it your way, we've done your spots, now I get to do mine. Right. So it's exciting and I hope they take reservations because otherwise you and I'll never get in there.
0: Yeah, you guys got to pick up the story. I mean, there's more to it, but basically, just a dusted off, modernized, something that people loved, and he's bringing it back. And, like, I for one cannot be more excited about it. So, another big piece of
1: news um, Jay Betsky's, formerly at Seaboard Station, is now reopened at High Park Village.
0: Speaking of things that are resurrected. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, I never really understood how popular this place was. There are so many people that love that spot. Loved that food. If you ask them what their favorite restaurant in Raleigh was, it was Jay Betsky's.
0: What's the saying? You don't know how you you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yes. This is that. I mean, it was the only German restaurant, authentic German restaurant in Raleigh. And boy, did Raleigh miss it.
1: Okay. So if you, If what we said about High Park doesn't mean anything to you, it is on um, Whitaker Mill, Mm -hmm. and it's in the same shopping center where Lady Fingers is located, Mm -hmm. you know, halfway between Snoopy's and Five Points.
0: Right, and this is, like, still the same vibe or concept in the sense that it's very calm as you are. Um, You know, the food's delicious, elevated, you know, classic, very authentic Eastern and Central European inspired dishes. But and of course they still have the pierogies that everybody loves. And the chicken schnitzel um, and yeah. But I think, you know, and maybe my memory is failing me, but I feel like the craft cocktail program is even more elevated now. They have their drinks have cool names like Beet Jammer and like fresh ingredients and things. Hmm. And there's the that garage a door. More yeah. And the garage door lifts mm-hmm. up, I believe. So it has a indoor-outdoor alfresco affair kind of feeling. And it's very approachable though. It's not stuffy at all. It's very very family-friendly, date-friendly. And the owner, John, um, is very excited to be back. He literally said that, you know, and they said, when you're gone, you realize how much you miss it. So he kind of had the same experience yeah. that Raleigh did.
1: I can't wait. I haven't, I haven't been back. I am ready to go, and I may do that this weekend. So, um, hmm. Lots of cool stuff. I mean, a couple of, you know, we have our little roundup of questions. I mean, I know your answers. I mean, we've been doing this long enough. It's like married couple. So— of all these places, <laughs> which one are you most excited about? And you only get one. Oh one God. one answer.
0: I I think right now in the moment the mill. Sorry, Scott. No, I was going to say
1: if you're, you you'll be able to walk to there practically know, from where you live. No. What about you? You know, I am I'm excited about Scott's restaurant because of what exactly what I said. I'm ex, I'm excited for that energy and that sort of You know, I miss Royale. I was talking about that this morning on downtown and you could look through the windows and you see all the energy and people moving and you go, oh my God, there's an empty table and you go dashing in to get it. I'm excited for that. I think it's going to, I mean, it's going to set the tone for Raleigh Ironworks or R.I.W. I
0: I am very excited about Ironworks though. Like when I tell people about it, I always talk about the slide. I know you're going to laugh at me. (laughs) I want to go down the
1: slide,
0: although now the girl face planting yeah.
1: scares me a little. Yeah. But. And I'm going to take this opportunity to plug that voting is still open for yeah. Raleigh Magazine's 2022 Best Bars and Bar- Best Bartender. And we have probably got 40% more votes, and it is crazy the bartenders are having fun with it and, and it's a great time. Go to RaleighMag.com. You can vote in one category. You can vote in all of them. Um, but it's a great way to cast your ballot and support the you know your favorite watering hole.
0: Yeah, I'm really, I have to give a shout out to the bars. They've really showed up for this this uh, year. Like i um having family in town. I've been kind of giving them the tour and have been to at least three bars downtown this weekend that their QR code at the very top as soon as you open the menu is
1: like, vote Raleigh Magazine Best Bars. She likes um, it, but she also likes it because her family thinks it's She's well, like, yeah, that cool. was
0: cool. Was, they were like, oh my God, <laughs> y'all are everywhere. Um, but yeah, that was pretty fun. But so, um, it, I think it is really exciting, and there's still plenty of time to vote. Yeah. and uh, it's it's heated. It's like it, your vote matters. you only, you <laughs> only get
1: to vote once. So I suggest that you visit a couple of the bartenders and make sure find your favorite.
0: And let me say this because there was some confusion and we updated the language on the voting. If you want to vote for our best bars and you only care about one category, knock yourself out. You can vote for one category. you can vote for all the categories. We don't care, every vote matters. But if you Um, vote
1: the same bar for all of them, you'll be disqualified. Well,
0: right. That's the only rule is like you can't use the same bar vote for
1: dram as the best wine bar or foundation (laughs) as the best craft beer bar. No. Right. It doesn't work. But we
0: we updated the language on the voting, so it should be more clear. You're welcome to vote for as many or as few as you like. You just can't repeat the same bar more than three times. Cheers. Cheers.
1: This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by Airfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues, visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.